Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, noon, to the Chiefs uh, special. Jay Binkley, Chris Donocero. And one-and-a-half-point favorites for the Chiefs. Lowest at home for Patrick Mahomes being favored over a team. And we'll see if they can switch that narrative. Again, the Chiefs had a chance to uh, stiff-arm the Buffalo Bills. You can say they're right where they want them. But again, I think this is big for both these teams, both the Bills and the Chiefs, to prove that viability. Well, they've spoken, Chris, as far as the, uh, the prop bets are concerned. So one-and-a-half, Chiefs and Bills. Um... 54 points over and under. What is more enticing to you, the line or the over under? I mean, I would hammer the Chiefs on the I would hammer the Chiefs on that on that line. I mean, 50, it's only 53% of the betting public likes the Bills. Yeah, I would take the Chiefs. Like <laughs> the Chiefs was at minus 1, 1 and a half. 1 and a half. Oh yeah, I'd hammer that. Yeah, no. I I I I understand and I I and when I was doing the show last week, last Sunday with, with Sean Levine, I was like, dude, like it would not shock me if the Bills opened up as the favorites in this game. It would not shock me. And the Chiefs opened up two and a half, and now it's down to one and a half. But like, I was like, the only way that the Chiefs open up as favorites is if they blow out the Steelers, which they did. And I, I was like, dude, that line's going to come down, I think, because of the fact that a lot of people are talking themselves into the the Bills this year because the Chiefs haven't won sexy this year. So it just doesn't shock me that that's what it is. But, man, if I were if I were a betting man, which I'm not, uh, if I were, though, man, I'd, I'd be all over Chiefs and the point. The betting could be coming close to Kansas and Missouri, too. See where the, uh, the team supposedly agreed for kiosk and everything else at these games? Yeah, just, get it, just get it here. Make your money. Just get it here, and government could take their cut of the money. It doesn't make any sense why they're against it. But the uh, as far as some of the uh, special bets in this game as well, it's from uh, Bet Online. Uh, passing yards for Josh Allen at two seventy two and a half. The ones for Mahomes as far as uh, passing yards for Patrick Mahomes, he was a little bit over that at two hundred eighty point five. So two eighty point five for Mahomes, two seventy two and a half. For Allen, listen, both those quarterbacks could do that in their sleep. And, yeah, I think both. And they could both yeah. do it winning and losing games. Typically, you have those higher numbers. If you're losing a game, you're trying to come back. But to me, I think the over-under is at danger here, the 54. I do. With both these teams, the way that they score. And listen, Chiefs are going to score on their top defense. Buffalo's probably going to score as well on the Chiefs. I like the 54. But 
I actually like the over on both those quarterbacks. I yeah. think they both hit over 300. Again, we're talking about the first playoff meeting ever between two quarterbacks through five TD passes the week before. Yeah, I do. I do like the line. Uh, I, I do like that over under on, on passing yards for the quarterbacks. Cause here's the thing, not even just like both can do it in their sleep, but like I can envision a situation where um, kind of like what happened last year where the chiefs got out to a big lead and then Josh Allen had to like pass his way to give the bills any chance whatsoever to win. And so he was, you know, he was, he was racking up the, the yards. Now, if we're going like touchdowns, like, you know, that's a different story, but like yards wise, like we know the chiefs do give up a lot of yards, They've just been very good at not, of not giving up a lot of scores. So yeah, I would uh, you know these two guys, prolific passers. Yeah, I would take, I would easily take the the overs on the passing yards for sure. Yeah, I would take it on both of them. Now passing touchdowns, Josh Allen at one and a half is the is the over under at one and a half. So one and a half set for Josh Allen in this game. Mahomes at two and a half. Yeah, I Again, think those are good numbers. I like the over on both of them. I mean, I could see Mahomes throwing three touchdowns again. He's the only quarterback to have 400 yards and five touchdowns in a playoff game and win. Ben did it against Jacksonville and lost. So he's there. And he's also got the most combined postseason and regular season, 400-yard games and five touchdown games over Manning, over Marino, over uh, over Tom Brady, all these guys. But him getting two and a half, he could do that in his sleep, especially a little push pass that they have near the goal line and stuff. And Josh Allen getting over one and a half, I'll take the over on both on that too. I can – I definitely – would definitely take the over from Holmes, but I'm not a hundred percent certain I would take the over for um, for Josh Allen because I could totally see them trying to run the football in uh, a lot more in this game, anyways, and I could see them using him like having like read options with him because like Josh ran all over the Chiefs when they played in Week Five, and something tells me that they're going to try to get him involved. Early and often in the running game this well, he's their time second around, second over seven hundred yards, he can run. Yeah, and like they don't really have like an elite running back at all. I mean, you got Singletary who's in, and you got Zach Moss who's in. Breda had like a couple games. I mean, they they don't really have like a, a consistent like a top guy that they can lean on. So I expect that Josh Allen will get a lot of opportunities. So yeah, I I, I certainly would probably take the under on that one and a half there. Yeah, and as far as you know, the first meeting and everything else. But Josh Allen, we know we could scramble. And it's different than Big Ben. Because when Big Ben, you know, he knows he's going to be a statue in the pocket. If the Chiefs got to him, he's probably going to go down. But Josh Allen's got that ability. You get back there. You get the pass rush. You get to him, and he gets out of the sack. He finds his way getting out. He's a strong guy. He gets out of the sack. The third and four now becomes the first and ten for Buffalo. So that's the part that concerns me about Allen. Because running quarterbacks do give the Chiefs fits. They do. Yeah, they do. Because you think he got him. Like, LeJarius Needs coming back. He's going to get a sack. Again, Big Ben goes straight down. Now, the Big Ben in his prime wouldn't get out of it because he would because he's so strong and big, but he goes down now. Josh Allen's going to scramble and be a big part of this offense. Again, the running game is seventh in the NFL. A big part of it's because of Josh Allen. And I, I, if I were the Chiefs, I would have Bolton spy him pretty much the entire game. <laughs> Bolden's your best tackler in your in your linebacking yeah, core. Yeah, because you know if he gets there he's coming down. Exactly. So and that like I mean this dude can take down Derrick Henry by himself and there's a lot of guys in this league that cannot do that. So if I were the Chiefs, I'm having Nick Bolton follow uh Josh Allen around the entire game. Josh Allen's over under for rushing yards 50 and a half. I would actually take the over on that. 
Are you? Yeah, I would take the over on that because I think he's going to, like, I think not only 66 last week, not only just that, but I I think he's going to have to scramble a lot because I think the Chiefs are going to play it safe on the, uh, on the, uh, as far as like the deep passing game goes, they're going to play it safe. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for him where he's going to have to scramble because nothing's open down the field and the pass rush is starting to get to him. So I would take the over, you would just say 50 and a half. 50 and a half, and Mahomes and a half, is 25 yeah. and a half. I would take the over on Mahomes, too. I am both over because here's the thing with Allen. I, I do think he gets that total because he's a big part of the rushing offense, what they do. But a lot of those could come on one chunk. Yeah. Like, it's big mistake. Okay, he can go for 30 yards on one chunk. And so can Mahomes. Like, a yeah. scramble for 25 or 30 yards because everybody's yeah. downfield, worried about him throwing downfield, and he's got these open lanes to run. I could see Mahomes pulling off a 30-yard run, 25-30. So I'd go both over on both the quarterbacks running the football, too, because I think these quarterbacks can be relied to be a big part of the running game for both teams. And Mahomes likes – he whenever we get to the playoffs, Mahomes is more apt to run than, during he, is, than he is during the regular season because he knows that teams are going to try to play it safe on him. So, like, you saw in the Steelers – and that Steelers game, the – um, I mean, in the Steelers game, he ran more, too. But, like, uh, if you remember, like, the playoff run a couple years ago, he was running a lot more um, – Obviously, he had that touchdown run against the Titans. He was running a lot more in the Super Bowl as well. They actually called the read option for him. Uh, they actually called an option play for him on the, on the first touchdown. So, like, they were using him as a runner a lot because they know that teams weren't going to really account for that. So, something tells me that he's going to be uh, much – he's going he's gonna to have his name called on a little bit more than normal as a runner just because of the fact that it's not something that they do very much during the regular season. Well, the first meeting they had, Josh Allen led the way at 59 yards. So the first meeting they had this year in week five, Josh Allen goes for 59. Zach Moss, 37. Devin Singletary, 25. And this is one I really like, Chris. The uh, Well, a player other than Patrick Mahomes threw a pass for Kansas City. It's not a touchdown, just throw a pass. Yes, plus 150. No, minus 200. Yes, somebody else will throw a pass, in my opinion. Someone will. Will it be underhanded, shovel pass, a push pass, something like that? I do believe someone else besides Mahomes throws a pass in this game. It could be Blake Bell. You're expecting the snake, and he just pops Or Jarek McKinnon. Again, former college quarterback, FBS level. Eh, maybe it happens. They're not going to have a non-quarterback throw a pass two weeks in a row. <laughs> you never know, though, but though. That's good. That's zigging and zagging, man. You go against the grain. No way the Chiefs do this, and they do it. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they'll line up someone as if they're going to do it. Like I could see them, I could see them having like Jarek McKinnon because he's a former college quarterback. I could see them having him line up, and you know we'll get the. Is it CBS is doing the game on Sunday? Uh, NBC, I believe. NBC. So we'll have like Al Michaels, like oh. Hey, Jared McKinnon, the former college quarterback at Georgia Southern. Like, I Actually, I see, take that back at CBS. At CBS, so it is Jim, CBS, it would yeah. be Jim Nance then. Yep. And, like, I could totally see them bringing that up, and then Jared McKinnon, like, pump fakes and then runs or hands off, or, and, like, they do, like, a quarterback draw or something. Uh, or they do a read option, and then he he pumps, and then he, and then he runs. Like, I just don't think that they're going to do it two weeks in a row because I think defenders are going to be keying in on that. They're going to be looking for guys to throw. And so I, I, I think they, what might happen is maybe he'll pump and freeze defenders so he can run. But I don't think, I don't think they're going to throw. All right, moving on to another one. Uh, <laughs> they actually have the uh, Tyree Kill uh, receiving yards or Kansas points against Kansas State today. I'll take Tyree Kill receiving yards. Yeah, me too. I don't think Kansas, I think he can go for 130. I don't think Kansas will score 130. No, I think I think Tyreek, Tyreek usually does really well against the Bills. 
Um, he was, I mean, he was excellent last year in the AFC Championship game. I think he's going to have a, a hell of a game because I think that they're going to start him short. And then what's going to happen is, much like last week when we saw against the Steelers, something's going to open up over the top and Tyreek's going to have a big play. Also, we saw last year, like, Tyreek was catching a lot of underneath passes and then he was just weaving his way through the defense. I think that'll happen too because I, I, I really don't think this Bills defense is that good. I know they're like... Number one in the league in points per game, uh, points per drive allowed. But well, they're you know, actually the number one scoring defense too. They yeah. are the number one defense. Yeah, they're number one. They're number one scoring defense. But it's like you you look at it and like the only two great quarterbacks they played this year were Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And you know the Chiefs scored twenty points even though they turned the ball over five times. And you know Tom Brady he he ripped through that that defense. So I, I understand like a lot of people like oh this this. Bills defense, they can they they don't give up points, but it's like yeah they they will when they play a, a defense like the like the I mean offense like the Chiefs do. So last year the playoffs, Tyreek Hill nine for one seventy two, Travis Kelsey thirteen for one eighteen, two touchdowns. I mean they both had a game against the Bills. They both had a game, and I think that'll happen this time too. Yeah, and Travis Kelsey now seven one hundred yard games in the postseason. Jerry Rice with eight. That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, wish one away from Jerry, man. That's pretty crazy. You know he's going to get there. Yeah. He'll be number one all time in that category. Most 100 yeah. yards receiving. He's still got to, I mean, he's, I mean, think about it. At his age, he's still very athletic for his, I mean, just, I mean, not even just for his position, but just for a, a pass catcher. He's incredibly agile and he's still, like, he's not just a catch and fall down guy or just jump up and catch a ball like Gronkowski is now. Like he's like a, I'm going to catch it, I'm going to weave through defenders and and you saw that play against the against the Chargers where he caught it and just juked everybody and went for a touchdown. Like yeah, yeah, I I think he'll get it no problem. Andy Reid was asked uh yesterday about Kelsey being mentioned with Jerry Rice. Yeah, it's funny cuz I I remember going to those practices in San Francisco and watching Jerry when he was his first year and all the hype around him. Um and then him st- he started off slow and then just exploded and um, in that first year. And so um, Travis has been different. Nobody really knew him coming in. Uh, he wasn't a first-round pick. He was a kid out of Cincinnati. He was a different position. He's not really a hyped position, per se. And, but to watch him grow, I think, has been fun for all of us. Um, I, and you know, wow, has he grown? I mean, it's, it's, uh, in a lot of ways. I think you guys know that. I mean, not only as a man, but also as a football player, and, uh, you know, just, he's a good person. He's a good leader. He's been voted team captain for the playoffs here for the last four years or five years, whatever it is. So, I mean, that, that kind of says it all. There's Andy Reid on uh, Travis Kelsey being mentioned with Jerry Rice. He sits one game behind him. Four 100-yard performances in the postseason. Again, they're starting to add up now because the Chiefs keep going the postseason, so you're going to see the numbers start to be there with some of the all-time greats as far as it's like Frank Clark, number five all-time in sacks because you're going to the postseason and things that are going to matter. I want to talk about Tyree Kill for a minute when we come back and talk about all the adjustments he's made. It's really been noticed in NFL circles. Welcome back to our Chief Special, Jay Bickley with Chris Unocero. One thing that's been talked about this year is the adjustments of the offense, which they did. Patrick Mahomes, the adjustments to slow things down, not always go downfield, and he did. Number one in the NFL in plays per drive. 
So he slowed down, but it took Tyreek Hill to do the same thing and Travis Kelsey to fight off the double teams and everything he's been fighting off this year with all the attention that he's getting. But Tyreek Hill just kind of became a different receiver from the nine rounds and the vertical routes that you're expecting to see from him. And he's become more just all-around great wide receiver. Third in the NFL interceptions this year. Um, 108, uh, excuse me, 111 catches on the year. That's third behind Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. And he's done it and he's been consistent. And it's not about going downfield, the verticals, the nines, because he even talked about it. He likes doing that kind of stuff, but he's made the adjustments. Here's Andy Reid on his adjustments. Listen, when he came here, he, he was raw. Um, and had been a running back. So, I mean, you can imagine uh, that's a big, that's a big change. Um, and I mean, they, they flexed him out and did all that stuff, but that's kind of where he, where he was. Um, and every year he's gotten better. And, and now he's refining all of those wide receiver skills that he's learned here. And, um, you know, with his talent, he, he's, he's a tough one to stop. I mean, he's, he's a heck of a player. So normally, normally people have ways of trying to double him, which is a compliment to him uh, and his ability. But he's learned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To work through it, he's better in space. He's more patient against man, um, setting things up. So, you know, my hat goes off to him. He's worked very hard at that. And it's really, you look at the transition from players coming here. I'm never forget when he got here. You know, you go up to training camp at St. Joe, watch him. He's just faster than everybody else on the field. And then he was that converted running back, wide receiver. That's what he did in his college career. It was refined to know the route tree. And then look at him now. He's the number one wide receiver. Not only that, with his size, he can really high point the ball. Like his leaping ability plays bigger than what he is. And his speed on taking a five-yard out to the house is second to none. And now he's got the whole tree down, which eventually Father Time does catch up with you with the speed. But what kind of all-around receiver are you going to be? And we've seen Tyree Kill kind of transition to the all-around wide receiver that you want. Now, I would like to see him paired with the true number two wide receiver. Well, you know, I would like to see the Chiefs hit that in the draft. But Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator of the Bills, echoed a lot of the same sentiments. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys uh, that run out the catch, that rack that people talk about all the time. You know, he can turn a 
three-yard hitch or a five-yard slant into an 80-yard completion. So uh, he presents all kind of problems. And you're right, you know, they're targeting him a little bit more underneath, but they're still threatening you down the field as well. So you got to protect yourself and just got to find a way to, to tap him. He's, he's a heck of a, a, a runner after he catches football, you know, going back to his punt return days. And we got to do a good job of trying to slow him down. And I think we'll see him back there on punt returns from time to time. Not all the time, but occasionally because you're in kicking out of bounds. Anyway, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, same topic. I would I would say his his level of uh, of threat is to me just the same. Um, he's uh, one one if not the best you know receiver. When you look at what he's been, he's he's arguably one of the top receivers in the league, right? And he gets deep. He does it underneath with with the, uh, the run after catch throws and, and the screens and everything and the reverses. And um, he's extremely dangerous. Uh, just when I think when he steps on that field, when he has the ball in his hands. It's completely dangerous. Dangerous without the ball in his hands is definitely what it is because he's hard to bring down. Patrick Mahomes was asked the same question about his adjustments this year. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh it's been it's been incredible. I mean the the way he's able to run routes between coverages. I mean, pretty much every coverage, he has two people on him or two people kind of shadowing over the top of him, and he's still getting himself open, making tough catches over the middle of the field um, and really evolved, evolved his game. And then at the end of the day, whenever he gets in those man uh, covered situations like he did this last weekend, it, you can always hit him over the top for touchdowns. And that's the cool thing about it. He's become such a weapon. I don't know about you, Chris. I know you like the draft and the combine and stuff like I do, and I understand there's going to be probably cornerbacks out there, Chiefs like the corners even though they've been pretty good at getting them. Jerry Steen's a fourth-round pick, redrafted. He'd be a first-runner. Getting Charverius Ward for Parker Hanger. You know, they flipped that deal. They've got a couple former first-round picks from the last couple of years in Mike Hughes and DeAndre Baker. Pass rusher, edge rusher, although you have to be a little bit concerned towards the end of the first round what kind of quality edge rusher you're getting. But, Chris, this might be the year for the wide receiver. Like, this, my guy that I've been liking the whole time is Traylon Burks at Arkansas because he's got that size. I mean, I would love that too. And as I know the Chiefs like Juju because they tried to bring in Juju in the offseason, I think the big physical receiver that's got some speed, like a Burks, I, I think in that 6'3 range, and I know Tyreek Hill plays bigger than what he is, but a receiver kind of in that role that could play the tough guy role like Sammy Watkins and be that true identifiable number two. Because eventually you got to start getting Patrick Mahomes more of the weapons for what he does best, and that's throwing the ball. So I do agree that at some point you got to get a receiver. I don't know if I agree with the big physical type more so than because I just don't think that that's what Andy Reid values. Um, besides, they've tried to Hardman type and listen, he's had a couple of good games lately. I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, if you look at the receiving core, most of those guys are closer to what Hardman and Tyreek are. But that's the one the thing they don't have in a drawer. The one utensil they don't have. I, don't, I guess Pringles I don't, that way, but I'm talking. I don't think they want that though. Like I just like I do it, though. I don't they think they wanted that, Juju. They showed us. They yeah, but Juju's that's not what they a, wanted. But Juju's not a big physical type. Juju is closer to what oh, Tyreek Juju's is. played inside slot. Juju's yeah, a big dude, man. but he's not a he's not the physical type. He's more. Juju you see what he did to Vontez Burfecht? Yeah, put him on the ground. He'll yeah, I saw you. what he He'll did, that, but that is—he's not a physical dude like that. He is a catch it in space and run with it type of guy. He's—he's he's not well like Deontay Johnson is for the Steelers. He's not that. Um, he's—he's he's more of a catch it in space and run with it type of guy. That's what Sammy was. I—I uh, I just don't think that that's what they value at receiver. Juju's smaller. He's six one. So that's what I'm saying. He's not a big dude. So it's like they don't want that physical guy. They want a guy who can. Who can uh, run routes really well. Catch I disagree. In I think they run. want a Sammy Watkins again. 
But they Sammy, want that physicality. Sammy wasn't that physical. That's why you're seeing Pringle play so much. But Pringle, they're doing that with Pringle because he's more reliable than Hart than Hardman and Demarcus, not because he's a more physical type. Like but he's that's not what Sammy they, gave him though. Sammy wasn't that guy though. Sammy was catching in space and run after the catch. He just wasn't quite as good as, no, as Kelsey. Yeah, but he was a big physical guy. He was a I mean, big dude. But so he, the Patriots but even were then, concerned enough about then, it. They put Stephon Gilmore on him a couple years ago in regular season. The whole game. Was, yeah. It was Gilmore v. Watkins. But they, it wasn't like a let's throw it up and let him go out there and win it type of guy. He wasn't He wasn't used the same way we've t- traditionally seen the big physical receivers use, like Terrell Owens. I just or, think that's the one thing to diversify this offense. But I don't think that they value that, though. I really don't. I, I've never seen that from Andy Reid where like, he valued the big physical receivers. He like If you look at his his top receivers over the years, they've always been guys who catch it in space and are, are very agile and 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 uh and very fast. I'm not like, saying get a six three stone, get a six three that can run. Yeah, but I don't even think that they're I don't I don't even know if they value it like that. Like I feel like he values more of the smaller type guys. The guys closer to six feet or maybe just under that are are a lot more elusive than the big six three guy yeah, you gotta that can be able run. to catch though. Oh yeah, you got to be able to catch it too. But I just—I've never seen a, a physical aspect to the offense that that Andy runs as far as the passing game goes. Maybe the tight end, and if they're going to get a tight end, they're going to get a guy like Travis Kelsey, who's big, who can be physical, but also can run in space. But I think he values speed and agility more than he values strength and physicality. But I, I would look towards the Traylon Burks of the world. That's 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 what I would do. It's your opinion, my opinion. I would get a bigger physical receiver because that's the one thing. They don't have. Coming up next, we'll talk to Alex Gold from Cody and Gold. We'll talk about the Chiefs-Bills matchup next. And welcome to our Chief Special, Jay Binkley with Chris Sudocero. Pleased to be joined now by, uh, well, he's the co-host of Cody and Gold. He's also one of our gambling experts here at 610 Sports Radio, Alex Gold. Good afternoon, Alex. Hey, what's up, man? Bink, you ready? You got a couple hours, man. We got we got a great day ahead here. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. One thing we were talking about, Chris and I were before we went to break, is like when, if you're the Chiefs and you're drafting again, it's gonna be at the end of the first round. And oftentimes, if you go edge, sometimes you gotta go a lot higher than that if you want an elite edge. But man, there's gonna be good wide receivers left at the end of the first round, like there always is. And to me. I want big, physical, 6'2", 6'3", that type of receiver, because that's the one thing they don't have in the drawer. Yeah, I mean, that's been on the wish list for a while, though, right? I mean, that's that's something that, that Andy Reid, they haven't necessarily drafted. Um, I mean, you go back, I, what, T.O.'s probably the only guy that he's really had in his coaching career that you could pinpoint and say was just this tall, big, physical wide receiver. I think wide receiver is absolutely on, on the wish list uh, for the draft next year. Whether it's going to be a big, physical wide receiver, I think we all – have talked about that. I, I just don't know if that's that's in the cards as long as this current regime is is here. You know, Bink. Like I, I, I look at the free agent market now. The, the dollar amounts might make it impossible, but it's going to be fascinating when you see a, a Michael Gallup who's hurt. That what does that do for his market? A Chris Godwin, a Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, a Jarvis Landry. I guess it looks like it's going to part ways with the Browns at the end of the season. Like I think that's more likely to happen than them. Uh, probably getting a big physical wide receiver at pick, hopefully, uh, what, 32. But they were interested in Juju, clearly, so maybe they'll be interested in him again yeah. this year. They were clearly – the two guys they really you know targeted outside of the offensive line once they had that deal done was Melvin Ingram and Juju Smith-Schuster. Those are the guys uh, the Chiefs clearly went. They, they, they went after these guys because the guys they want 
outside of the offensive line. But some of these over and unders for this game, Alex, I know this is right in your wheelhouse for overs and unders on this game. Do you like the point spread at a point and a half, or do you like the over-under at about 54 with this game? Yeah, so the total has gone up. I think it opened at 52 or so, and as you said, it's gone up to 54. And, you know, everybody looks at this game, and understandably so, based off of the perfect offense from the Bills and then how quickly Mahomes and the Chiefs scored, and you're saying, okay, well, this is clearly going to be a shootout. And, look, I I think it's going to be a shootout as well. If I had a bet in total, I I think you'd be foolish to not take the over on that. Uh, but I actually like the side. I like the spread, Bink, especially now that it, it moved down to one and a half. It's bounced back up to two in some spots today. Um, but you can find it uh, around one and a half, the Chiefs' one and a half point favorites. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes has not been uh, less than a two point, two and a half point favorite at home since he's been in the league, which is pretty remarkable if you, you think about just how good he's been and, of course, how good this team has been. And, and to put that into perspective a, a little bit on, on just that. That, that taking to this point in time in his career to be a not an underdog at home by any means, but to still be within uh, you know the one and a half point range or so. And I I just look at Kansas City Bank and and for me it's so much has changed in the positive end for the Chiefs since the Week Five matchup. I know the Bills have have gotten better as well, but so much more has changed with the Chiefs just flat out personnel wise. You just brought up Melvin Ingram's name yeah. a, a minute ago. I mean like Melvin Ingram as we all know wasn't on the team and Chris Jones wasn't playing and even when he was playing you know he. He was hurt with the wrist. He was in the wrong spot, and Dan Sorensen was playing more than he should in the wrong spot. Like, so much has changed in a positive way for Kansas City, and look, it still is the Chiefs at Arrowhead against a team that hasn't had that massive win in the postseason yet, as talented as Josh Allen is. They haven't had that yet. and So I'm gonna, in a close game that you might say is a coin flip, I'm going to side with the team that, to me, if they bring their best and the Bills bring their best, the Chiefs still win the game. What's the betting public on now? Last I saw was 53% are going slided towards Buffalo. Yeah, I don't have the exact number of the latest, but yeah, it was it was around 53, uh, 53.7 last night, I want to say, is where it was at. And so the public, yeah, I mean, it, it, the question is on how many tickets compared to uh, how much money, right? So the ticket count doesn't necessarily really matter all that much. It's more about, all right, where's the, where's the money at? Because you can have a lot of tickets – uh, on one particular team, I was trying to pull up Bink while I was talking to you, see if I could. Oh, okay. Delays. But you, you're you're pretty you're pretty close on the on where the ticket count is for the game. Yeah. The uh, I was going by uh, some bet online numbers here too, and the uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes running numbers. Mahomes at twenty five and a half, in Josh Allen. It. Yeah, you like that one too. And Josh Allen was a fifty and a half in the previous meeting. Allen was their leading rusher with fifty nine yards. I actually like the over on both these quarterbacks, the 50-and-a-half of Josh Allen, the 25-and-a-half of Mahomes, because both these quarterbacks are essentially a big part of their running games. No question. I know we're, we're in lockstep on, on this one. I, I think the Mahomes rushing total is one that you have to, to look at over, and then Josh Allen, just because of his ability to to escape consistently, even if it, you know, there's the design runs that you know you're going to get. Right? We know Josh Allen are going to design some of the runs for him, but then it's the third downs, right? And, and the Chiefs, Fortunately, Will DeGay is going to play, but the athleticism in the linebacker position isn't isn't great overall. I think Josh Allen's going to get his at some point 
in this game on the ground. And so, I, yeah, I think both quarterbacks, and surprisingly, I think if you're not in Kansas City, you would, you would probably look at Patrick Mahomes and you, you think, oh, Josh Allen's the only guy that can run in this game. I actually think Patrick Mahomes' rushing total numbers might be pretty damn close to what Josh Allen ends up with this game as well. Like, I could see Josh Allen running for like 61, 60, 62 yards in this game, and I could see Patrick Mahomes running for 45 to 50 yards in this game. It wouldn't surprise me. And Patrick Mahomes, you heard it this week, Bink, like he's talked about in the postseason, he's willing to run more. And I think, you know, with what's on the line, he's willing to take off a little bit more. And so I think both these quarterbacks will, will be able to, to impact the game significantly with their legs. Yeah, because he can take off and run because obviously he's going to be backing up. They're going to be playing deep. He's going to have a, he's going to have like a 30 yarder. And I think Josh Allen will have a 30 yarder as well. Now this one's interesting to me. Will any other player other than Patrick Mahomes throw a pass for the Chiefs, yes, plus 50, no, minus 200, because here's the thing. I know they did it last week, and the Bills yeah. probably wouldn't be expecting it this week, and we know no. Travis Kelsey was supposed to zero in on one receiver, but Jarek McKinnon, former college quarterback at the FBS level, I don't know, could we see somebody else throw about? Heck, they had Nick Allegretti for a touchdown pass last week. They did. I mean, they, they had everything open, and it's it's the uh, it's the postseason. So I mean, you can't. And it's Andy Reid. You definitely can't. I, I can't laugh at it entirely and say it, it's impossible. But the fact that they just had Kelsey throw it last week does make you wonder, like, how on earth can I can I take it? I'll say this to me, like, I stay away from that bet. If you were going to take a side, you probably would say yes because you get the plus money. I mean, at minus two hundred, that's I, it's not that's that's way too much juice for me to consider even placing a bet on a, on something that is such an unknown, like, I, you know, when you're looking at, like, those are fun, but when you're looking at profits, at least, you know, we were just talking about yardage for rushing, at least you have some some numbers to look at for the past and a good feel of how these quarterbacks play and this, 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 uh, these offenses play, whereas a bet like that where it's just truly asking whether or not you think there's going to be some crazy trick play, essentially, like, that's just the variables there are, are too great for me. And we're excited about this game, Alex, as is you, because I want to keep talking about this game. I want to, I want to keep talking about the playoffs. Yeah. Moving forward, I mean, that's where I'm at, and and we'll see what happens. And I, the trick plays are all part of the equation. It gives people something to think about. I will say this, though, before I move on to some other games. I do want to ask you, do you think there's ever going to be a time? Because I know they've shied away from the quarterback sneak ever since what happened to Patrick Mahomes in Denver. But it is a staple of NFL teams with the quarterback. Do you think there would be a time and a situation, because teams wouldn't be expecting it, would you expect them to do it? When nobody expecting it. Yeah. I'm Look, just saying. I, I, I get the thought process. I've thought about this as well. We, we, you know, like, I think that, that's something to me that they will not do unless, unless it's the Super Bowl. And even then, it's a question. But I, that was a fluke. I that was such a fluke injury. Because that didn't I usually happen. I know. I know. And, and it's just, I think Andy's pretty much acknowledged. It's just not something that they're going to do. And it was a fluke injury. If there's any time we'll ever see it again with Mahomes under center going for the QB sneak, I, I think it would have to be in the Super Bowl. But we've seen them have the the belldozer package, right? And we've seen this, and I, I just he can throw it. With, <laughs> he can definitely, he absolutely can throw. I mean, that I, we we had Blake Bell on the show. Bink, uh, it's probably been a month at this point, maybe three or four weeks, and uh, we asked him like, is there? There's got to be a wrinkle to that QB sneak for you if you're Blake Bell, where he yeah, where he throws the ball and he kind of laughed it off. So we'll, like. That thinking of your throwing a pass thing from non quarterback like, to me that's mm-hmm. that's more likely than uh than a QB sneak from the halls. I would be absolutely stunned, Bink, if we saw it today or if the Chiefs uh, or tomorrow, excuse me, or if the Chiefs uh, were in the AFC title game. I think it's a, a Super Bowl or nothing 
type of situation for Mahomes to ever do a QB sneak again. Well, I love the fact that so many people were talking about this. This actually became a pretty big talking point, both locally or A.B. Reed was asked about the trick plays to give somebody something to think about. Mark Ross from NFL Network did a topic on just this. James Palmer, NFL Network, talked about the Chiefs in the different formations. Listen, I was sitting here, I get those text messages that come in during the game as I sit here watching the games, getting ready for post, and you'll see a lot of when the Hardman, Darrell Williams fumble. I mean, I think both of them were to blame in that play, but it's like, yep. why? I get so much of that. Why'd they do that? Why are they getting cute? But then when Kelsey gets a touchdown, then I said, how did that feel? Or Allegretti gets a touchdown. How was that play? Yeah, you called? know how this works. Yeah, you know if it works, like, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're a loser. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. That's exactly how this whole thing works. Now, I don't, you know, that one that you referenced there, the McCall Hardman, the fumble with Darrell Williams on the, on the Wildcat for me. Yeah, that one just weird because it was in the middle of the field too big. You know, it's like it wasn't, you know, we, we know inside the 10, that's where Randy Reed really loves to to break out all kinds of trickery, and, and that's where all of the scheme really comes to, to fruition at times for these defenses that they have to worry about. But, yeah, the middle, the middle of the field one was a little uh, perplexing. But, yeah, that's who Andy Reid is. I don't think you, you, don't, you don't want to take away any of that creativity by any means. It's, it has benefited this team and this franchise far more than it is hurt. That's for sure. Well, I, I just thought it, too, is kind of to try to spark the team, just try to run a spark. And maybe if that was supposed to be Harmon or Hardman with the fake handoff and then run the ball. I mean, that, that could have been the equation, but I think it was just meant to spark what the Chiefs were doing. All right, Alex, we've got football coming up here in about four hours. The Bengals and Titans, obviously, this is a big one in Kansas City uh, because or Buffalo. Buffalo Chiefs watch this game because the Bengals or Titans could be the opponent. The Bengals kind of uh, you know got hot late. A lot of people start paying attention to those weapons they have. Do have a bad offensive line. There's no question there. And then there's the Titans. Nobody's really respecting. They've got the number one seed. They've kept the number one seed. I give them credit because Derrick Henry goes down, which I think he was the best non-quarterback in the NFL. He goes down, but they're still able to keep the number one seed. They lost it for a bit, but they got it back. But the Titans, the defense isn't great with Tennessee, but they just find a way to win. I really like the Bengals, though. I like Joe Burrow, but I don't see the Bengals winning in, in Nashville. No, I got Tennessee winning this game as well, Bing. And and you're right about the second guessing all season long with Tennessee. And yet here they are. They are the, the number one C Mike Rabel's done a hell of a job. And I also think, you know, this is a game where with Derrick Henry coming back and he's got the, the metal foot or the metal plate in his foot and who knows truly the impact he's gonna be able to have in the game. But I actually think the if the Titans win, the bigger story out of this game, believe it or not, to me is gonna be Ryan Tannehill. I, I think actually Ryan Tannehill has a big time day today here in a couple hours against Cincinnati. I, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have a three-plus touchdown day in the return of Derrick Henry because we all saw in Kansas City earlier this season against the Titans, right? And it was the focus was Derrick Henry, at that time a healthy Derrick Henry. And guess who was nearly perfect in that game? It was Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs. And so I think it's going to be a situation like that where Ryan Tannehill is actually going to be the biggest reason why the Titans win this game against Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati as well. Joe Burrow is as cool as they come. And to me, they're kind of where the Bills were a year or so ago, Bink, where, all right, they're on, they're on the scene next year. The, all the momentum and conversation uh, will be about Cincinnati to me being, you know, either uh, t- challenging the Chiefs or challenging the Bills, depending on what happens with the Chiefs game on, uh, on Sunday night. And obviously, you know, Cincinnati, if they win the game against Tennessee, it's a completely different story. But I think they're a year too early to take the leap to an AFC title game. I think Tennessee coming off the bye week as well. Uh, and, and Cincinnati seemed that 
struggled with the Raiders a little bit last week, too. So I like Tennessee, um, and as far as a betting perspective, too big. Like now it's up to four. The Titans are four-point favorites. Um, hopefully you got that when it opened at three, three-and-a-half. At four, it gets a little dicey. I think you actually might have to take Cincy at plus four. But it, since, uh, Tennessee at minus three, uh, I like that. Yeah, I think we forget just how good Derrick Henry was. In just eight games, he had 937 yards. Ten touchdowns in just eight games. But the thing about it is, like, Tannehill becomes even better because that, that that threat of the play action. I know the Chiefs were they were beaten by the play action. Eight of nine for 165 was Tannehill. Chiefs are focusing a lot on Henry, as you should. But then Tannehill, you know, if he's got that complimentary back, and I know they've had Hilliard and Foreman back there and everything, but it's not Derrick Henry. What else are you looking at, Alex? I did like the um, I did like the Niners. I liked them last week over the Cowboys. I really would, I, I kind of would like them even against the Bucks or the uh, the Bucks today. But I'll be honest, or tomorrow. I, but going against the Packers, I can't go there because the top dogs at quarterback are Rodgers yep. and Brady and Garoppolo's hurt, man. The shoulder, the thumb. I mean. Yes, they're a good football team, and I like what they have, but it's Green Bay. Yeah, no, it's, it's like it's all chalk, and it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of boring to say, oh, I think all the home teams are going to win things, but I'm sitting here and, and throughout the week and looking at the games, and like straight up, I, I think all the home teams end up winning. I think Tennessee wins. I think that the Chiefs beat Buffalo, and to your question about tonight against the Packers, we know it's going to be cold weather, freezing cold weather there. Jimmy Garoppolo has never played. Uh, in a game where it's 32 degrees or colder, and as you said, he's, he is really banged up. And I, you know, Debo saying, "Well, I know you're rooting for him in a big way for our touchdown pool that we got and everything." But is is that enough if this game turns into what the Niners don't want it to turn into, which is not necessarily a shootout, but to where they can't? To me, the, the Niners cannot win this game if if it takes 24 plus points to win. I, I really don't think that's the formula for them to win against Green Bay. They've got to find a way to really slow this thing down and Jimmy Garoppolo can't afford an interception like he had last week against Dallas. I, I didn't think the Niners being played all that great last week against Dallas. I there's a everybody loves Sam Let him back. and I get it. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Nobody's denying that, but I feel like it gets a little overblown at times. The Cowboys choked that thing away. They're terrible. The Cowboys were god awful in that game. The Niners weren't amazing. The Niners I thought were were just okay. Weren't they didn't play great in my opinion even last week. So against the Packers who I think of the best team in football. It's Aaron Rodgers off a of bye week. He had he had time to get that that toe healthy himself too. So I, I like the forty or I like the Packers against the Forty ers And what about the Bucks? Because this is the one I get the most resistance. Because here's the yeah. thing: Tom Brady's burned me many times. It's <laughs> like you've been fooled once, you've been fooled twice, been through. No, no. I know that I know that uh, you know Evans and Gronk are still there. All right. So I got to go. Even though as hot as the Rams are, and they pushed all in and all this. I don't want to be burnt by not going Brady again. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you on that with, with Tom Brady, right? I mean, I, the, the issue that I could see for Tampa, and, and I like Tampa to win, but the issue if you're trying to find a, a path here for, for the Rams, it is that we find out tomorrow that Jensen and Wirfs can't go, right? And it's a game-time decision. It looks like still for Kristen Wirfs, the right tackle. Mm-hmm. He's got a painful high ankle sprain. Jensen, I think, is going to play. That pass rush of L.A., Aaron Donald, Von Miller's really turned it on. Against a Bucks offensive line, when healthy, they're like the second best offensive line. I think they grade out as in, in football. I, this is not the offensive line. If you're the Rams, that, that can take advantage of uh, of this offensive line unless they're hurt. So, like, I think it's that big of a swing for me. Though I would take I would take the Rams if you told me right now that you know that Jensen and Worse weren't playing. But I think one, if not both, are going to play. And they and did yet, practice yesterday. And it's Tom Brady. And like we were just talking about the, the Niners, and you know they want to run the football a lot. 
the Rams only threw it 17 times last week in that blowout dominating win because uh, they didn't need to, right, against the Cardinals. Sonny Michelle, Cam Akers, they both look great. This is another one, just like we were talking about with the Niners and Packers. I don't believe that they are going to be able to just rely on the running attack against that defensive front of the box. And so, then, therefore, you're asking Matthew Stafford to go out and win a game against Tom Brady. And I still, uh, as you said, have been burned many, many times on it. So, I think all the home teams, as I said, I think all the home teams win this weekend. And I know that'll, that'll upset some people because everybody likes upsets. But I think it's going to be a, a chalky weekend once again. And we're going to be heading back to uh, a Packers and Bucks NFC title game once again. With you on all that, Alex, I agree with you many times there. Great conversation. Enjoy the games today and tomorrow, and we'll talk to you uh, on Monday. All right, Bing. Sounds good, man. There you go, Alex Gold, right there. I've got an update on CEH, and will it really matter? we do that next. Derek Johnson joins Fesco in the morning, Mondays at 7.30 on 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to our Chiefs playoff special. Jay Binkley with Chris Unocero. This game with the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, uh, you look at this uh, game, and it could be four straight seasons. Four straight seasons, the Chiefs uh, in the AFC title game. Things have to happen. They have to beat the Bills. And, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals need to knock off the Tennessee Titans. I don't think it goes that direction, Chris. We'll, we'll talk about it later, too. We'll talk about these these matchups today and give our opinion. But Sunday's matchup, the 52nd time, regular and postseason, Chiefs and Bills have faced off in the history of the franchise. Buffalo Bills lead the all-time series 27-23-1. Since Andy Reid became head coach in 2013, Chiefs have won five of seven games against Buffalo, including postseason. In those seven games, Chiefs have outscored the Bills 164-143 and have forced 10 turnovers. This marks the uh, fifth postseason matchup between the Chiefs and the Bills. Uh, right now it's tied in the playoff series, 2-2. Two and two. And, of course, we can't forget that uh, 94 meeting with Joe Montana and the Buffalo Bills AFC title game. Of course, I remember that. Not you, Chris. But regardless. No, I remember that game. But I remember that game. But here's the here's the update on Clyde. James Palmer just put it out again. He's signed with NFL Network to be here. He's got the contacts. He's told uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire he really doesn't look like he'll be on a snap count tomorrow as he returns from a right shoulder injury. They'll play it by ear on how he feels throughout the game, but they believe he's good to go. That's great if he can be a one-two punch, but McKinnon's got the hot hand right now, man. Like, he's got the juice, and he looks good right now. 142 yards from scrimmage. Again, take it. Take the running yards a little bit softly because the Pittsburgh Steelers are number 32 against the run, but I think McKinnon got himself more snaps as well, but I don't think it matters, Chris. It's by committee, and with the way this offensive line's playing and the respect from Mahomes from the defense, any running back should be fine. That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't think they're going to – I don't think there's going to be, like, one person that's going to, like, dominate and touch you. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't – like, look, you'd like for Clyde as the first-round pick from from a couple years ago to be the guy, but – that really has never been the scenario in an Andy Reid offense except for like Jamal Charles when he was here because he was so good you had to play him as many snaps as you possibly could. But they just don't do that now. Even with Clyde, even like they still were giving touches to Daryl. Um, you remember when Damian Williams was here, they were giving touches to um, – what's his name? Uh, like Sharkandrick and then – I can't remember the other guy, the LSU guy. The I can't remember his name. 
but like they were splitting carries between their running backs pretty consistently. Oh, they've done that for years. And so like it and that's I mean hell that's how Damian Unless they had a priest or an LJ, but even exactly. LJ was sure I mean, of priest or Hell, that's how Damian got his spot was because he was playing behind Kareem and he was doing really well. I think the Chiefs have proven this is a system. Yeah, yeah. Like they just and, and it's not like even, when Alex Gibbs was a line coach up in Denver, it didn't matter who they had back there, yeah. they were gonna get success. And, and not even that, but like, you know, it, even when Andy was in, in Philly, he would have multiple running backs that he would get the ball to. Cause yeah, he had he had Westbrook and and then um you know eventually he had LaShawn McCoy, but he still would have a, another running back or two that he would use so that he could give his main running back some time to rest and recover because he didn't want to overwork these guys. He didn't want a workhorse back there. He wanted like a main guy, but he wanted uh you know, two and three who could come in and they could take like Five, they can get like five touches per game or something like that. So they can, they, maybe you get a change of pace. I just don't think that we're going to see that in the playoffs. Uh, running backs should love this, being behind this offensive line. Yeah. Not only are you playing with a quarterback where defenses aren't giving you eight man front because Mahomes would eat it alive. Uh, yeah. Like I, Mahomes is your biggest friend as a running back. I, is. I think that they val. I think that the way that they look at running backs is the same way that Kyle Shanahan does in San Francisco, where it's like, let's just have a bunch of really good running backs. And that way we've got like, if one goes down, we got some other playmakers that can come in and play just like his dad. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know, and Kyle's always like that. It's like, you know, yeah. Somebody goes down. Oh, we got a we got a backup here. We got a you know we got Elijah Mitchell. Like he can come in and he can play. Yeah, you know you got you got guys like that that just come out of nowhere and you trust that they're going to be able to 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 succeed because of the play calling because of the system that they run. So I, I think it's the same way with with the running backs for the Chiefs and also because teams are playing two deep safeties and they're playing off the line trying to make sure that the Chiefs don't kill them deep. Running backs are getting a lot of opportunities in short range. We saw it with Daryl against the Raiders in that in that first game where we felt like they finally conquered the two deep safety coverage, and we saw it last week against the Steelers where they were just throwing it to Jarek in the flats and letting him do work. We'll talk about this next with Rob Britton. I know that he and Carrick have been doing some investigative work on the Chiefs' running game. We'll talk to him next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 